Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Soccer Rangers in Space. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm not that That's Robert. He's the Red Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And here on the podcast, we talk about conventions, uh, cosplay, and nerddom in general. And my pain. Yeah, uh, Robert accidentally snorted Coca-Cola up his nose. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you have a problem. I don't have a Do problem. We... Says every addict ever. Uh, I'm not doing lines of Coke. I'm just going and occasionally sniff Coca-Cola. Yeah, you're doing lines of Coca-Cola. <laughs> not lines, not lines. Very hard to go and get liquid in a line. You have a trough. <laughs> yeah, you could use the trough. That could work. I, 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 if okay. we know, yeah, as long as you're not doing foreign shit. Because if we know that you're getting it from Mexico. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not snorting Mexico, and I'm not going and snorting uh, cherry blossom Coke either. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's the thing, too. That was the thing. And it's delicious. But yeah, Tyler is out this week, and so is Amy. They are. They have some things that they got to get done. So we they're insert... mining dilithium crystals for our ship. Mm. And Tyler's in the airlock. Oh, is that where we? Oh, geez, we did lock him in there. See Don't there. press the button. Shh. Push the button. Anyway, um, so this week we thinking of something that we were going to talk about here and we kind of came across the fact that gta itself has a new update isn't that right rob uh yes yes coming out uh very shortly and by that i mean the day after this podcast goes live gta's new casino update long teased with the coming soon construction signs is finally going to be dropping in gta 5 online and just a fun little detail here uh I found this out earlier today, actually. Uh, this marks the third year in a row where they have consistently been releasing updates every six months. And coming just a week after the Grand Theft Auto 6, quote, leaks uh, that have turned out to be completely false, uh, much as I want to believe they're true, uh, it would seem that Rockstar, if they are, and I do believe they are, but if they are developing uh, GTA 6, which still hasn't been announced yet, uh, it seems that it's still pretty far, I should say, it still seems away from release, oh, excuse me, uh, at this point. And uh, the little game that could, that came out six years ago, is still pumping out consistent releases and updates and still has one of the largest player, ba- or active player bases online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and going with that as well, because um, for those of you that do have Twitch Prime, you do get access to the casino penthouse. Yep. Yeah, so if you link your account, you get access to the casino penthouse. And if you haven't already done this, well, actually, hold on. We should hold off on that statement just because if you haven't subscribed to it uh, before the launch of this, you will not get to the uh, casino penthouse as of the time of launch. You Mm -hmm. have to already be registered for that. But for the remainder of the month, if you sign up with, or I should say, if you link your Rockstar Social Club and your Twitch Prime account, you will still get the $1.25 million that's being promised free as a bonus for you. 
They're also giving you, I'm trying to remember, I think it's 20% extra on top of what you pay for in shark cards, but that might, that we, we don't talk about that microtransaction bullshit. Mm, Give no. me the free money. Give me the free money. Let me gamble. It's going to be like loot boxes, except for, you know, a real gambling scenario. Exactly. Um, hookers and blackjack. Well, yeah, screw the hookers. I just want yeah, the blackjack. Screw the hook or the blackjack. <laughs> Personally, for me, I personally haven't had a chance to play GTA in about a year and a half. Mostly just because I'm still on console. I still have it on console. I haven't had a chance to move it to my account over to PC yet, just because I don't have the best computer in the world. Yet. It won't, it, it won't even, well, yet. But it won't even load single player for me on my computers. I've tried. Ooh. Well, not without massive lag, anyway. Yeah. Um... But all in all, it's still, it's an awesome game. Even for console, a lot of people, like, of course, GTA Online for console is pretty much start, is quite dead. Um, but everything is still pretty decent. It's still fun. It's still enjoyable. Yeah. Um, you, but you guys, you tend, you guys, of course, have played together and play with Tyler. And I do intend to join you guys as soon as I possibly can. Yes, the Skeletors. Oh, is that Skeletal what the name is? Right. <laughs> yeah, lo long story short here. Uh, there, there was a uh, joke in one of our first heist missions where all of us selected the skull mask. And I made a joke about, you know, oh, the Skeletors shall go and rise up and go and defeat those Eternian bastards. And that just kind of became the name of our group, so... Uh, we've run with that. Uh, John made our motorcycle gang. Uh, just Skeletor's, Skeletor's ride. Don't Skeletor's you own? Okay, so, wait. John, doesn't John owns the owns the bike club? Yep. Robert, you own the high rise. Yeah, I I own the business. Or I own the business in the game. Uh, Tyler owns uh the bunker. Okay. Yeah. Then that means I have to do the dance club. Oh, I've got the dance club too. Well, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I should say, Tolbert has the dance club. Tolbert. Oh, right. Tolbert. Yeah. Yes, Tolbert. Tolbert. <laughs> yes. That's a whole other story. But uh, yes, if you find yourself uh, online and uh, you hear somebody uh, screaming, Tolbert loves this, you're probably playing with me and you're probably in my dance club. And you're probably like GTFO. <laughs> Well, I'll figure. I'll I'll own the airhead craft hangar then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, the game itself is like, how old is this thing now? It's, it's six almost, years old. Yeah, it's six years old, and I think it's the longest, even better than any of the other GTA games currently. Um, yeah. and and even when it comes to online play, because I'm all this is also talking just with Rockstar, because another very very popular online system, uh, game that they had was Red Dead 1 mm. and they had a very very popular online online system that that had servers going up until very recently i'm pretty sure they still are active yeah that, i'd have to do some research on that and see whether or not they're still active i i suspect a, probably a lot of that player base has run away moved on, or moved on. on. Yeah, the uh the online thing for uh 
the uh, what should we call it? So the um, servers Red Dead One are completely and utterly dead. The online okay. servers. Yeah, not too surprising given. And the, the reason for they were shut down was because of hackers. Hackers were mm. completely overrunning the system, so they were like, "Screw it." Yeah, they and I suspect probably a dwindling player base because that. Um, looking at this, it shut down during what they call the height of GTA Online, but that's actually somewhat disingenuous just because even though, yeah, the numbers have dropped down a little bit uh, in the last two years from where its high point was, I also find it kind of funny because right now the only game that has a larger consistent player base is Fortnite. Mm. And that's not saying a lot. I Well, it's it's saying something pretty big here because... Well it but here here's the thing so sorry i have i have a great disgust for fortnite and the studios and epic games mostly because of for two reasons epic game well, store well no i actually okay that's number three then <laughs> i don't have as much hate of it for it as you do because i don't have any money invested into anything that's related to them mm-hmm. but two is because they have take no shame in stealing stealing other people's ideas yeah well have you seen that new game that they're making that's like uh um mostly the, the sorry the main thing that i'm i'm talking about there's a, like some of the dance a lot of the dance moves have been stolen outright without permission yeah although i don't know i that that one falls into a weird legal area i yeah, but that but this is this I, I get what you mean though i i understand like, it's bad form at the very least yes it's bad form but then but then again disney has done has been known to do the exact same thing i everybody's been known to do that kind of yeah, stuff exactly. but this is what i mean just um that i swear i won't spend a lot of time on this but like the dances in particular none of those lawsuits are going anywhere just because copywriting trademarking going and showing ownership of any of those dances mm-hmm. is so incredibly difficult i i know the floss kid was going and making a big deal about this but it's like guess what kid you weren't the one that came up with that dance we found at least five people that were doing this online before your first video went up the, you were just the, the one that got lucky enough to go viral and well i will say one... the carlton is a very obvious one that I'm shocked by that they decided the, to go with. The, the other one that I'm talking about is the one done by Marlon Webb. Oh, it's yeah. the like it's the one that turned into the uh, "Follow Me." Yeah, take it's the "Take on Me" song. Yeah, the one the dance move that was created by him and it became a viral sensation. And then they just never gave him credit. That's he doesn't. I don't think he's doing a lawsuit or anything. I, I don't. I don't think he's really doing anything with this other than no. Just, he doesn't. Ca- he he's just kind of annoyed. Yeah. He's like real. He knows he he won't win if he tries to go up against these people. Yeah. He's just like, dude. At least put my name on it. Yeah. I'll well, that's... You, I, like you don't have to give me money. Just say I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the big thing for uh, what's his name, Alfonso. Uh, God, I can never remember the guy's actual name. The guy Carlton the from the French yeah, Press, the Carlton, yeah. Yeah. or Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Like when when it was brought up to him, it's just like, yeah, you know, when I saw it, I was a little upset. I'm like, you know what? Actually, it's kind of cool. My thing ended up in the biggest game on the planet. I don't really love the fact that it's in there, but it's kind of cool. Uh. But yeah, that that's really difficult because even uh, ballet companies, uh, 
dance studios, uh, major recording artists. That is next to impossible to go Alfonso and really. Roberto. Yeah, it, it's so hard to go and maintain any sort of ownership when it comes to dances. About the closest you can go and get is like in a ballet company with something like the Nutcracker, because you can have a particular choreograph set that's made by one uh, choreographer or one producer or one designer and all that stuff. You can make an argument with that, but because of the open license of the Nutcracker, it's impossible to go and say that, oh, no, 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 this is mine. This is mine. Nobody else can have this. And it was mm-hmm. also created over 100 years ago, so any copyright that existed originally doesn't matter. Well, that's what I mean. It's it's in the open or it's in the open market at this point. There's no conceived ownership behind it. So exactly. that kind of stuff is very difficult, and especially with something like dances, which have traditionally been something that have never had a concept of ownership around them. You're not really going to get very far with that. Like I said, I think it's a bad form situation, but there's a reason why none of these people that said they were going to sue Epic over it have actually gone to court. Because I'm pretty sure that every lawyer that has looked at this went, well, shit, there's no way of winning this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, personally, that's what I'm assuming that, like, for this particular thing. I just, I'm like, they've left a, a sour taste in my mouth. And also, two, is the main reason I don't like the game of Fortnite mm. is like I like the game Fortnite but I don't like I like the look of the game Fortnite even though it's a little bit repetitive from what I've seen yeah I don't like the battle royale yeah <laughs> well and we've talked a little bit about the this, free like, battle yeah. royale mind you yeah yep well and like John I think said this best because you, you were talking about uh games like Fortnite and the whole battle royale genre and I, I think you describe it as anxiety-inducing. Yeah, yeah. I, when I play a video game, I want to have fun, but I tried... I'm going to be honest with you guys. I tried Fortnite because I wanted to see what it was about. Yeah. I played it for 10 minutes, and it was the most stressful thing I've ever went through. And this is from somebody who 100% games like Dark Souls on hard mode with a blindfold on. That's saying something. Two blindfolds. Yeah, yeah, so that no light gets in. <laughs> but this is also the other thing for me is that I don't, which I don't understand. Like, I'm seeing, like, 10-year-olds be master players of this stupid fucking game. And people, like, master is like, I was the only, and the it's the, it's right now, Fortnite has become the name that the the parents of children will spit out that they of their favorite game because mm-hmm. like they're always playing Fortnite. they're always playing this they're always they wake me up in the middle of the night because they scream because they lost the fucking match you're playing Fortnite, like that type of thing yeah and and to me personally i find that annoying and cynical well like not, yeah. like not cynical but i'm i find, I find this game just bothers me i don't isn't know it, why isn't it a rated t game Yes. So these kids shouldn't even be playing it, technically. T T is a tough one, though, because even the ESRB, before Congress took it over, didn't really hard stop that stuff, because that was really more the recommendation side of things. It's not like the M rating on there, where it was supposed to be treated like an R-rated movie. It was supposed to be restricted in its nature uh, in terms of access. T 
it can be kind of hard to go and tell at that age whether or not somebody's up or her up and over or under and a lot of uh oh a middle school or high school id start that again robert you froze for all of 10 almost 10 seconds son of a bitch where did i stop <laughs> um you see <laughs> that's where the uh experiencing technical difficulties audio will come into play <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh hold on i see what happened here I'm trying to find if there's actually a T rating on this game because I don't know where to look in the freaking Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, that actually, I can go. I'll check. Or, I'll, I'll just look. At, I'll just look at the Epic Games site. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. You go and check on that here. Um. Yeah, let me just reconnect my VPN. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's fine. It's all good. Yeah, I remember when. Uh, what was it? Fortnite was first announced, and it wasn't T. even a. Uh, yeah. T. Tea it for wasn't violence. even yeah, it wasn't even a um like this any of this stuff. It was just the original thing was to save the world where you had to break down stuff to build a fort and survive the night. I remember when that was first showed off. Yeah. Well yeah, I the video game awards all those years ago. And yep. then it just yeah. kind of disappeared, you know. Cliff Blazinski left Epic Games and it was just kind of a question of where it was going. And then the game actually released. No I battle watched, royale mode. Yeah, and I watched with um because I first found out about it through Yogscast at the time. Because mm-hmm. they were they got some beta keys and they were playing and I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And because of course the personalities that that they include will always screw with everybody. So yeah. it's fun to kind of watch a, a game like that with uh with those the, those jokers going together. But yeah. so yeah, and this this is where shit, I'm even trying to remember the point that I was trying to make before. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? I apologize for cutting you off on the Oh no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. I'm just trying to remember what the hell was I gonna say? Like what were we talking about before with this whole thing? Hmm. Um, just how it infuriates me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. This like it's just for I don't know the main thing with this particular like games along the along the battle royale theme mm-hmm. like I can understand why people can enjoy them mm-hmm. they like the fast pace they like the ever enclosing wall of losing yeah but at the same time you're thinking like for me and John and everything like that it's just like no (laughs) like if we want to do something like that we're gonna load up battlefield yeah well and here's the one thing i will say that to a game like fortnite's credit and this goes for PUBG, this goes for apex legends it goes for all the ones that have found some mainstream success the one thing that i will say about this that stands out and the thing that i will say i respect the most about this medium because i don't like this either it is not my kind of gameplay style. I, and I hate to say, my kind of gameplay style doesn't really exist anymore. I've talked in the past about Battlefield 2 and the fact that I spent six hours in a match just waiting 
for somebody to go and come into the line of sight of my sniper rifle trying to go and take a hill or something like that. There there was a lot of stuff that I was into on the more ultra-realistic side of things that I wasted a lot of my life playing, even competitively. I I got free shit back in the day. Um, but that kind of game almost doesn't exist anymore. And I will say, generally speaking, there haven't been a lot of real long running success games when you're looking at that kind of uh, shooter environment. Because Halo 3 was really the last big, especially console side success for a game that lasted more than just a couple of seasons for an online multiplayer mode. Mm -hmm. You look at mm -hmm. Call of Duty, you look at uh, Battlefield games that came out after Battlefield 2, you look at the larger landscape all of those online game modes that are supposed to increase the longevity of a game, they aren't holding water the way that they used to. People are playing them for a couple of months and then moving on to the new hotness. The thing that I attribute that more to than anything else is matchmaking limitations, how long it takes to go and set up. It's one of the reasons why I honestly do not understand how Overwatch is still as popular as it is. Because that yeah. is now the worst matchmaking experience, but it's still a million miles better than what I'm used to playing with previous games that I had worked with. That's very um, true. Yeah. And compare that with particularly Fortnite being the biggest game in the world right now. I can die in that, and I can be back in a match in under 10 seconds. That is very cool to see, and I've had that same experience with PUBG. I've had that with Apex Legends. Granted, they're popular games right now, so there's always somebody to play against, which definitely helps. But their systems and how they have everything set up to be able to go and get out, get back in quickly, that offers a almost more mobile experience for how you can go and play a game versus, uh, say, something like a current generation Halo game or like Call of Duty, where you're going to be stuck in matchmaking lobbies waiting to get paired up with people. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a double-edged sword to this because in something like Overwatch, at least I matched up with people that are at my competitive level. Something like Fortnite, I know there are some balancing elements in there, but it still seems to be pretty broken as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, I don't know. there's an argument to be made either way, but I think part of the reason on why it's found success, particularly with younger kids, is that it's something that they can hop onto their PlayStation, their Xbox really quickly and just be able to play a couple of rounds. It's something they can go and load up on their phone and just play a couple of rounds really quickly. There's a lot of things like that that stand out to it. And because it takes so little time to go and load up, because you can be playing a couple of rounds, you can just put it away quickly with no penalty. That makes it very attractive for somebody that just wants to kill some time, and especially for those who need that little self-esteem boost from going and being in a good position. Mm -hmm. Plus, I will say, particularly in the mobile games market, because that's really the closest thing that I can relate to this, they've found a good way, and I still don't really like this, but you know, they're loot llamas and all that stuff, buying cosmetics and all that stuff. They found a way to monetize without being as annoying as fuck like a lot of mobile games have gotten. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I've hated about it, those is those yeah. like I, that's the way I prefer loot boxes to be. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I would rather if that's going to be your revenue base. You know what? Honestly, that's fine. I do believe that there needs to be age restrictions on this stuff. I think that there needs to be. 
some changes and this is an ethics thing for the game companies themselves uh i was talking to somebody recently about um and i think cole you'd mentioned this one when we talked about uh mmos that we played um i think it's hobo hotel is that what it is yeah that was a tyler that was a tyler play that was that was a tyler one okay but I still played a little bit of videos. Yeah. So I was talking with somebody recently and they were talking about how once they blew like $200 without even really realizing it uh, on stuff for their hotel room. And it's like they made it so attractive and they made sure that it was so separated from the real world in terms of how the monetary system was set up that she didn't really realize that she was throwing money at this. Yeah. And it's like, it's only when the parents got the bill, you're like, what the hell is this? Like, I have no idea what that is. I, I don't know what this company is. And, you know, of course, when they figured it out, it's just like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that was real money. And you hear some of these stories, and I do think that this is more just, I, I hate to be unsympathetic, but I do think that a lot of this is just fishing for sympathy or trying to go and set up potential class action lawsuits more likely against a lot of companies that are making video games with loot boxes. I think that from an ethics perspective, game companies need to do more to make it obvious that you are not buying loot boxes with some in-game currency that has no connection to the real world. Because a lot of kids are getting caught up in this stuff and blowing money, particularly in games like Fortnite Mobile and PUBG. Something kind of funny. I'm going to mention this right now. Yeah, yeah. This is the Jack Black story. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was watching Jack Black doing an interview on The Tonight Show. (laughs) And he was talking about his boy Mm -hmm. and his iPad. And he was playing this game. And the kid didn't... Well, I think he did something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a microtransaction. Mm. And Jack got a bill for like five six hundred dollars yeah like uh for something i can't remember what it was that's terrible because it's been about a year since i've watched that particular interview oh but it's quite easy if you look it up on youtube you could probably find it but it's just one of those things when you're like like that was a big thing especially in the early days of microtransactions is that the, the the makers tried their best to hide the microtransactions as deeply as possible. Yeah. No, they didn't they didn't broadcast them. They didn't say, "Oh, pay 5 bucks you get this awesome couch." Like, no. Like it was like, "Oh, if you want this, you want um you use your this cur- the the in-game currency." I was yeah. like, "Cool." It was like, "Oh, that's awesome." And it was like, well, if you can't, you, know, you don't have enough currency at this moment. But if you want, you can use, you can do it like this, or or this, or this, or this. Like they would give options of how, like you could watch this video for like this 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 ad or something like that that we that and you will get you a bunch of coins, or you can or you can buy the get this chest, and 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 the way that it was worded in such a way that nobody, yeah, yeah watch an ad, get it for this. Or get it instantly by clicking this. And of course. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I don't really like that side of things. Like I actually will say. I think there was um, lawsuits about stuff like that before though. So that's why that's changed and they had to go 
yeah, yeah, it's getting much more obvious, and I'm glad to see that. Um, and the debate over loot boxes and is it gambling and all that stuff will rage on. I for quite some time. I, I I'm not going to go and throw in with all of that because I do think that that's something that needs to be taken on an individual game basis because there's definitely some that are. I, I think there are some that you can make a legitimate case are gambling, and then there's ones where it is just another mechanic to the game. And it's not inherently a bad thing as long as you don't force people to do that exclusively. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a whole other subject where I, I don't want to waste a day and a half going into all of the legal precedents I've looked into on this. Oh, my God. We can, we'll do that on a, pod, a different podcast. Oh, God, please, no, please. Sounds don't make good me go to me. into that. So many footnotes. Uh, but yeah, that would be I, a day that we really want to be technical. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I just, if you guys want to go and kill me, uh, that that'll be the way you do it. You make that the subject of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, the the ethics side of things, it, there's got to be more done on there. I'll give. Uh, and this is weird because I don't agree with a lot of the stuff they do in their business model, but. I at least can respect, say, Blizzard in this particular circumstance because with the Overwatch loot boxes and your purchase on them, mm-hmm. it's always right up front. It's buy 50 loot boxes for $40. The pricing never changes. It's always in real-world dollars. They're not using their in-world currency that you use to buy skins and all that stuff. It's like, you want to buy loot boxes? This is the monetary dollar value on there. That to me is much more discerning than trying to go and say, oh, well, it cost you this many V-Bucks. How do you get V-Bucks? Oh, well, you got to do this. Like, ah! Mm-hmm. That, that particular but stuff frustrates me. Going along those lines and looking back at and looking back at games like Fortnite, mm-hmm. like generalized, even just any game that you can think of that around the same genre as, say, that is essentially a multiplayer not MMO so much, mm-hmm. more as just a multiplayer game where you can get stuff and everything on it. You can either work towards it the hard way or buy it instantly like a chump. Yeah. Um, what Looking at those games, what do you think could be changed? Uh, okay. This actually kind of took a cool turn. This is not what we were going to talk about, but I kind of like where we're going with this. I tried to bring it around and now, now we're back around. I, I kind of am. No, so um, I don't know. This this is kind of weird because I I gotta say, even though this is considered to be like the grandpa of the industry model, I actually gotta say I still really like the way that Grand Theft Auto does their system. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if I were to go and describe the one that's closest to the way that I would want to do it, it would be the Grand Theft Auto model where you can go and grind and go and get money and all that stuff. There's no paywall in that game. But it'll take more time, it'll take more effort, and I think in a lot of respects it encourages more community gameplay, which I think is great. Um, or you can buy shark cards. And, uh, well, I do think that it's a little bit absurd for how much they want for those shark cards, for the value they get. I gotta say, there's something to be said about it. They're They're very smart in making something that is easily accessible but also something that is very transparent in what it does. I also appreciate the fact that they actually make it a little bit hard in the game to buy the shark cards while you're you know, playing online, just because you have to go into your menus and all that stuff. And you're basically leaving yourself AFK for anything, you know, God help you to happen to your character yep. in the process. 
So I don't know. I, I kind of like that method there. I would tweak the dollar value significantly, but people are clearly willing to pay that amount. So uh, far be it for me to keep these guys from making money when there's clearly demand for it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But if I were to say fixing something like um, it, something like Fortnite, or I, I am going to lump Overwatch into this just because I still have a lot of things I don't like about it. I would rather just be able to buy i would like to be able to just buy the items that i want instead of needing to go and continually fight through these loot boxes just to get this one skin i really want mm -hmm. um although overwatch is starting to do something a little different i think they're getting smarter all right so a uh, completely off base situation here or seemingly uh popular game uh kingdom hearts unchained key union cross xyz element of big bong they keep changing the name who the hell knows what it'll be by next week uh fun game it's a prequel to all of the kingdom hearts games that's running into information through kingdom hearts one two and three uh, actually really loving what's unfolding in the story there i do play this one personally it's no longer available in belgium and it's because they offer in-game currencies that you can also go and buy uh, outside of the game called Jewel. And with that one, they also do not a loot box system, but they go and do random draws uh, from this metal library. And they have uh, timed exclusive medals and all that stuff. And there's no guarantee of getting any of the timed exclusives on there. The way that they have their metrics set up, uh, the country of Belgium has decided that it is, in the truest sense, gambling and have pulled it uh, from distribution in that country. They've just made it completely illegal to distribute that. Uh, I believe it's just distribution on there. I think you can still play it if you have it or if you're visiting. Uh, I don't think or you made it, it illegal. out of country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but they have made it uh, illegal to distribute. They've done this with a couple of games, but that is the biggest uh that's the biggest title. one that's been banned so far uh fortnite might find its way there um they're trying to go and apply the same standards with their v bucks versus the jewel uh which i actually think if you're going to go and use that standard with kingdom hearts uh union cross you almost need to go and apply the same standard to fortnite just because the one thing that i actually find kind of offensive about uh, the Union Cross situation, it is so easy to go and mine Jewel inside of the game itself. Mm -hmm. Like, all you need to do is just draw one good medal, and then you've got something that can go and just slaughter the early levels, and you can go and collect really easily. And there's no increase in the amount of Jewel you need to get a hold of good items on the inside. It's very much like GTA, uh, with the exception of the fact that they have their own in-game currency, and they do make it a little, little questionable on there. Um... But based on the standards that they used for that, I think they kind of have to go and apply it to everything else, even though I don't agree that banning it is the right way of going forward with this. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I stand by a lot of this stuff comes down more to parents than anything else. And for people who, I, I hate to be this guy, but if you're, so, if you're somebody that actually is prone to addiction and you're putting yourself in a situation where you're playing games that are very open about the fact that it is gambling, that it's something that could be really attractive to you and something that could go and pull you in. 
I think there is still some personal ownership you need to take in that situation and try yeah, to avoid these like things. Someone, it's like I'd someone who's addicted that. to like card games. Yeah, going being banned from casinos and gang. Okay, I guess I got I got to stop this addiction. I know I'll go online. Yeah, no, that that's <laughs> that's just but, it. But, but not going to the free sites. Yeah. No, that's that's what I mean. It's like there, there's a certain amount of personal ownership that needs to go into this. And I'm very much about the individual when it comes to this sort of stuff. So I don't know. I, I'm by no means somebody that should be talking about this from the perspective of is this a good thing or not? I clearly am biased towards banning is not. But I will say if you're going to apply that standard, you need to apply it universally. And it seems like for one reason or another, they're not willing to do that. Um, I think largely because Belgium would lose out on a lot around several millions of dollars worth of taxes on video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it, it's, it's a tough subject right there, but, uh, but what would you, okay, but kind of just rewinding the topic. Yeah. yeah. But rewinding the topic, because we did kind of, once again, we, yeah, sorry. Like, I derailed in, this with my random knowledge in, 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 in very tr- in, in true soccer Rangers, soccer Rangers fashion. And Tyler's not here to deny me this. Uh, this is very <laughs> normal. Yep. <laughs> in any case, though, like, and me also kind of looking back into how saying that the models that are currently in use for microtransactions for and game use. I agree. It's the I prefer the give you the option mm-hmm. value. But at the same time, I'm also the type that detests pay for win. Mm, yes, that that I'm universally against in competitive mm-hmm. games. Yes, but even in games that aren't competitive, the pay to win model always pisses me off. I because like this is for example, like GTA for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the pay is like I'm going to buy. I I want that um super super fast car. I want the fastest car of the game so I could go shooting down down the way and I can be awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure, fine. Go earn the money. Ding! I got it. What? That's what? Where did that money come from? Oh, I paid for it. I I I do feel for a certain or to a certain degree uh that you're right on that, but. I don't know. This this does kind of fall into a weird middle ground with GTA for me at least because in the race modes there are balancing yeah. methods. Yeah. That as in long as you're not the asshole yeah. expensive thing and turns off all the modifiers, that shouldn't be something to hold you back. Yeah. But 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 I'm just using that as a general example. Yeah, that's just it. But yeah, flip side for sure there is something that doesn't feel right in that open world situation where the person with the biggest pocketbook can also go and get the most armaments to go and screw over everybody else in the game. Exactly. Although GTA has a great way of having karma come back and bite you in the ass with that stuff. Because everybody's got a rocket launcher these days. Yep. But no, it's just also like one of those things like, and even with games that aren't GTA where like, and this, this is especially true in mobile games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Where people's like, I want to be in this. Well, I'm just going to use Clash of Clans, for example. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Everybody has heard of Clash of Clans. Everybody has at least seen a game of it. Mm-hmm. 
And essentially, for those who have never heard of it, it is essentially a base building game where you defend your, you build up resources and you build new buildings and then you attack other people, yeah. other players, and they attack you. Now, that's all well and good because the game starts off with with it giving you two weeks of free of a shield mm-hmm. where you can't be attacked. And then, and then your free game. But of course, uh, but but then they give you options to buy gems, which can be used to recharge, um, to give you gold and to give you mana, and or essence or whatever it's called. And then you build these buildings and you keep going and keep going and keep going and building troops and building troops and to speed up timers. That's the other thing. Yes. And with that. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, um, if I want to get anywhere on the top leaderboards quickly, I need to either spend half a year kind of just generally playing mm-hmm. or because some of these timers can last a week. Ugh. Ugh. Like the highest, highest tier level things. I think to build from the, the, the second highest to the highest Takes seven days, mm-hmm. which makes sense. It's the highest tier thing. Or I'm going to spend 300 bucks and do it myself. Personally, it's just stuff like that. That, like, whenever I play games along those lines, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I'm going to play it for fun. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go attack this person. That's That's about my level. What the fuck? Why the hell does he have all this shit? Mm-hmm. I don't know, and that's all. That's a that's a very common for me in anything that is, like a lot of games up until a couple of years ago were very smart about what they put behind a paywall, mm-hmm. and I prefer the custom uh, the the free the things that make you look different for being behind the paywall, either by use with two methods of payment either in-game or out-of-game, or a combination of the two. I've seen versions with two separate stores. I've seen some with double pay options. So, I don't know. I prefer just the, don't put anything that is performance-enhancing behind a paywall, you stupid dumbasses. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. This is one of those things where I will say there's... There's a lot of weird stuff that goes along with this. And there's a lot of other elements that as a consumer definitely doesn't feel great, but I understand from a company perspective, uh, Nintendo's getting in a little bit of hot water right now for uh, the new Dr. Mario game they just released on mobile. Um, and even Nintendo's like, we really don't like this model either, but it's also making a lot more for us than the way that we prefer to do it. Uh, Nintendo's gotten a little bit into mobile games. They've had a couple of releases here and there. And all of them have made good money. But the payment model that they really want to use is something like uh, Magikarp Jump or uh, 
Super Mario Run. Jump, I forgot about that. I know, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I, it was uh, funny because it was a huge fad for about three months. Yeah. Well, okay. and actually, I shouldn't use m m her uh, Magikarp Jump as a baseline on this, but specifically, the big one that they're comparing to right now is Super Mario Run, where you paid $5 to get the game, and then everything else, you just got to go and play, which that's the way that I prefer things. I want to be able to buy my game once, and just enjoy it. It's what I used to enjoy about things like the Angry Birds franchise. Another game, much like Fortnite, that I could just pop into, do a couple of levels, and then just go and close it up real quick. Yep. But they heard they ended up switching things over, so you no longer bought the games. It was all freemium. So you got the game for free, but then if you wanted to keep playing, you either needed to go and buy a pass to keep going, or you needed to watch some videos. So they were collecting ad revenue off of that stuff. And ultimately, I think that's what's destroyed that whole franchise because it's like, I I don't want to have to go and watch a video every damn time I want to go and play a level. That is annoying to me. That's <laughs> not what I got into this for. And that's just the way that all of their games have turned out to be in the last Didn't level. they originally have two different versions of a game? Yeah, they had the free version and then they had the premium version. And I would opt to go and play the free or the premium version. You know, I would a lot of times would download the free stuff first to go and see if I liked it. And then, yeah, if it's something I think there's enough value in there, you know, throw five bucks at it just so I can go and play this thing. You know, it's the same thing you go and do with a regular, you know, uh, console or PC game. Why not? But then the model just became all about the freemium. And I think that that's really freemium what pisses me off. Sometimes. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. No. And I think that's like, what's hurt Rovio more than anything else, because they were on top of the world. And then suddenly your games weren't accessible anymore. You tamped it down so much that it's not like, oh, I watch one video and I can go and play for the next hour. No, it's I go and watch a video and I maybe get two rounds out of this and then I got to watch another video. Yeah, that's annoying. It's aggravating. It, it just pissed me off. Yeah, it's games that have the free to play model. Like that's mm -hmm. another thing that's been getting very cool very touchy very very quickly very soon yeah it's the freemium model mm -hmm. um a good example for me in this mm -hmm. is uh, which is the light version of freemium in my opinion mm -hmm. it's it's not really it's the free-to-play model yeah, it, yeah. the the free-to-play model itself I, I find it better than the freemium model yeah um the best my my preferred example for that is the old republic yeah um or the original games came out subscription based was like that for almost two years yeah and then they decided to move to a freedom play model with um with paid members mm -hmm. okay they had three tiers yeah. they had free to play tier they had the preferred tier and the sub tier mm. And as soon as you ever become a sub tier, you can never go down more than to the preferred. Yeah. Because preferred, you're like, oh, you get a little bit more access because you've been here for a while and you get all this access. But if you want, but that would restrict things like you could only do a single profession. You could only do this. You could only do this. Like it's a, a bunch of things were kind of cut off, which made sense. But of course, every time I play that game, I would just re-up my subscription and keep going. Like... <laughs> Because I would go back, I go back every eight to ten months. Yeah. So, yeah. I that's actually a kind of a fun one because I don't know. Uh, and John, feel free to go and chime in on this one because I know you've spent some time with this, uh, just like I have. But for me, 
hearing things like Destiny 2 is going uh, free to play, I think in some respects is an awesome thing. But I've also really hated the way that THQ in particular. Uh, no, that was Activision. Sorry. Activision in this case. Sorry. Activision, <laughs> not THQ. Don't like them either. Uh, <clears throat> I don't like the way that they've run all of their stuff with silver and having to buy emotes and all that stuff and not letting you just purchase the stuff directly. You have to go and put money into the currency instead of just being able to get what you want out of it and having no way of getting that uh, in-game currency by itself. I'm hoping that maybe some of that stuff's going to change now that Bungie's by itself, but I still, I worry a lot about that kind of thing. Because unlike something like, I think if you want to talk about what really started this trend in a big way and what I think is still one of the best models for this, quite honestly, and this is a compliment. This is not just me saying this from the perspective of, oh, this is what's going to go and get these guys the most money. What gets you the most money while upsetting the least number of people is Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. That's what really has changed the market with a lot of this stuff. While free-to-play and freemium games have existed in the past, None of them ever managed to hit the kind of success that Pokemon Go did. And for me, I really have no problem with the way that Pokemon Go does its microtransactions because I never feel like I need it. Right. You know, it's there as an option if I need to get some more Pokeballs on the fly. But the idea with the game is that you walk around, you go and get the Pokeballs and all that stuff, and you're just able to do whatever you really need to without ever needing to buy anything. It's a great backup. But the game itself actually encourages you to do what the game is supposed to have you do in the first place. Which is walk around and get the Pokeballs. Yeah, it's entertaining in that way. And walking around more goes and shows you more Pokemon. You got more things to catch. That's that's free to play done right. Yeah, go and on. I actually find it really offensive that this is the thing that everybody looks at. It's just like, oh my god, this game's made almost a billion dollars. We gotta get our face to the pie. And it's like, then understand why that game made that money. Yeah, going back to the Old Republic and the whole thing of buying currencies, like, you buy this, like, coin thing, cartel coins to buy things in their cartel market. Yes. And, I mean, that always somewhat irritated me because these cartel purchases were really only good for emotes, for the stronghold, or even, like, cosmetic things. Yeah. It's real different from like other ones where you like GTA, where you would just buy the coins and you could use that for in-game purchase with the currency. Mm -hmm. And I am, I w I'm glad that Destiny finally kicked Activision to the curve. I'm glad about this, but I'm afraid it might be too little too late. Yeah, uh, the taint might still be there. I'm hoping that this free-to-play thing will work out. Mm -hmm. I just hope that the whole microtransaction thing isn't like oh level cap boost or something like that. Yeah, like the thing going back to the cartel coins and stuff like that because the, because yeah, it was only for that, but of course it was also you could use in-game currency for a whole bunch of stuff as well, mm -hmm. so it made things quite interesting. All right, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah, it's that seems to be a common trend with a lot of MMOs I've noticed lately is they do the um, specialized currency for these stores. Um, Realms of Born hasn't done anything like that yet, which I'm glad. I mean, heck, you can't even buy Gil in that game without with real money. Well, not the way the game intends you to, anyway. True. <laughs> true, that, true, but, true. But, but, There's but always that, those guys on the internet. Yeah, those guys have been around since long before WoW. 
Yeah, I remember those guys back in the they vanilla still WoW. They still exist in RuneScape. Mm-hmm. Venezuelan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I have I'd love to see what will happen with Destiny. I hope it's a nice little reboot to the franchise. Because I mean I was in love with Destiny when the concept was first shot out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it sounds like a great idea, but it never quite hit what I wanted it to. No. Like I, I don't know. I we we could talk about Destiny and Destiny Two for months, probably with all of our frustrations with that game and all the squandered promise. But but to go uh, back to really quick, then yeah, what would you change about Destiny then, uh, John? About would that I... about that about them that model. What would you change? What would I change? Yeah, like go like the gameplay or what? No, just the model that they currently have. Yeah, their their microtransactions model and what you hope they're gonna do with the free to play since they still haven't really lined out what free that'll play. Is. If they're gonna do the whole microtransaction, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it real simple. I wouldn't even I think it'd be fine even if just the shaders were just the um like even if just the shaders were for um bought to in the car in their like microtransaction thing. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. So, so you would rather just be able to go and get the customizations and all that stuff, just bought wholesale rather than going and doing, you know, these glitter boxes or whatever the heck you yeah. call them. I don't need any of that. Just give yeah. me my boxes with my guns. I don't need glitter in my guns. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, that's that's okay. fair. That's definitely fair. And then let's jump over to Rob. Then let's go going back to Cross and a couple other things that he mentioned. What would you change? I I don't know. It, if it were me speaking to all of this, because I actually do... This is kind of a weird thing. When you're looking at a game that is largely about collections and collectibles and all that stuff, I actually do kind of enjoy the thrill, the you know gambling, quote-unquote, element of loot boxes. There actually is something fun about... Uh, say something like what Overwatch does. You go and win three games in the arcade, you get a loot box, and that has random items inside of it. Uh, Something like, as somebody who plays Union Cross, I actually got to say, for a game that has literally thousands of these medals that are possible to get a hold of and different power levels and all of that, that's something that actually is kind of unique. And I would hate... I actually think I would dislike it if I had to build up a cash or a stash of cash and have to go and purchase individual ones. Mm-hmm. Part of the fun of it is getting to go and build your deck with these metals just based on whatever random ones you get. Now, something I don't like about either one of them, and this is more of an issue for Overwatch than it is for Union Cross, just because there are so many, you know, hundreds of different options. Uh, I don't like what happens when you get a repeat. And eventually you're going to hit the point where you get repeats. I have most of the character stuff unlocked on Overwatch just because I'm a bit of an insomniac. I can't really sleep that easily. And that's an easy thing for me to hop on to at 2 a.m. in the morning when I just need to go and exhaust my brain for a little bit. Mm. So I've unlocked most of the character stuff. I've unlocked most of the skins, the sprays and all that. And now most of the time, unless there's an event going on, I'm pretty much always getting duplicates. 
And the thing that I don't like about that is that I keep getting these duplicates and they give you like 15 gold on there, which doesn't sound bad until you realize that that 15 gold doesn't really get you anywhere. It'd be one thing if it was equivalent in monetary value to what it would cost to buy one uh, in the main game anyway. But a spray by itself is normally about 75 gold to get a hold of in the first place. So if I get four duplicates, which happens sometimes, that's a situation where I'm going to get 60 gold. 75 for the cheapest item in the game. That's a little bit annoying, especially if you are somebody who goes and buys the occasional loot box. Like, I, I'll admit, I've done that once or twice on there. Mm-hmm. You know, more just out of sick curiosity than anything else, but never more than like 10 bucks. But when you end up in a situation where you paid money... And your return on investment is basically equivalent to really going and playing three rounds. It's like, no, that that's really offensive. I just spent $10 and the most value that I got out of this, if I were to try to relate directly to real world dollars is maybe like $3 worth of actual purchases. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really wrong. And to that point with Union Cross... The thing with that is that if I get a duplicate, I just end up with another one inside of my stash and I can go and use them in different ways. One thing that I will say, I I, once again, do not agree with Belgium on this. If you have redundant metals, you can actually choose to power up other metals by going and combining them with lower tier ones that you don't want, you don't like, you have duplicates of. There's things you can do with them, but I can't say I like the idea of even somebody who's a more casual player like myself, I still find myself with a lot of duplicates depending on the events that are going on. Mm. I would like to go and see a situation where either you get fewer pieces at a lower jewel count with less chance of redundancy, or give me a system where if I get a redundant unit, I go and get some of my jewel back from it. That to me would be a more appropriate way of doing this. And that way it doesn't feel like I've just, you know, wasted my in-game currency on it. Because that's a game that I will never go and put money into because it is so easy to mine Jewel. I cannot emphasize this enough, Belgium. There is, you don't need the microtransactions in this any way to make the game work. You have banned a game that is perfectly functional regardless of whether it has microtransactions <laughs> or not. Yeah, I so, guess. Yeah, that that's really what I would do to change it. Cause I don't think that there's something inherently wrong about that kind of design. Mm-hmm. My problem is more you've designed a system where you can either choose to, you know, like overwatch buy loot boxes directly, which I think there is nothing wrong with. If you want to put your money into a gamble, you can put your money into a gamble mm-hmm. on the flip side. You have something like Union Cross, where I think the reason why they got into trouble is that you can buy the currency and then you can go and choose to go and gamble it. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different in my mind. So, yes. okay, maybe there's some distinction about that, but I don't know. I uh, This whole subject is just such a hard one to qualify because, once again, I put the onus on the individual. And for those who maybe can't discern for themselves you know particularly children Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things you can do especially on the phones 
that lock out people from being able to go and do microtransactions. I've got my phone set up so that even when I'm downloading a free app, I have to go and put in my password every single time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go and buy something on Pokemon Go without putting my password in every single time. Yeah. If you're worried about right. your kids spending money on this stuff, you know, and you should be worried about that, quite honestly. If you're not aware of what your kids are doing or what they're capable of, I think you probably shouldn't be letting them play it. Whenever I hear a story about a five-year-old going and costing their parents, you know, several thousand dollars with <laughs> phone charges, it's like, you know, just giving your kids your phone probably is not the best idea. No, all the not time. at all. Yeah. If you're going to do that, have some protections on there, especially since if your kid loses the phone and somebody picks it up and before you get a chance to call up your cell carrier and get the thing shut off, do you have any idea how much stuff I could buy on somebody's Amazon account? A lot. Like, really, think about this. Okay, trust me. By the time they realize where all the money has gone, that product will have already been delivered for about three hours, and I will be gone. <laughs> so. Also, I was just kind of randomly scrolling again, and, and, and especially on this is on the topic of the Pokemon Go jumping on the bag wagon. Yeah. I, have, I just realized that their uh, Minecraft Earth is in beta. Yeah. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, got uh, got announced at the Microsoft press conference. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I see that. Yeah. Which is weird because I was watching that. Yeah, I know. I mean, how did that go and find its way off of your 19 pages of notes? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> like, that's amazing to me that you missed that one. Weird. Anyway, I think at this point... We've kind of exhausted ourselves on this. Yeah, God, this is two weeks in a row where we have tried to do a podcast subject and completely derailed ourselves and talked about something completely different. Well, we did far more to, annoying. Well, we isn't did. It, well, we did talk the, about it. Isn't it the thought that counts? Yeah, I guess. I, I guess, or lack of thought in our case, since we, you know, but went the thing is, off the rails. But with us, it's the fact is, is that we did touch on what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And we made our opinions on it, but we filled in the rest with other stuff. Yep. <laughs> so uh, at some point, we're going to go and talk about our GTA Six wish list. Yeah, we'll talk about that eventually. Yep. That should we should do that when the entire group is here. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a little bit better. Yeah. But maybe when we actually get Amy playing the right way. Yeah, maybe with a fucking <laughs> controller. <laughs> and with that, I say that we close it tonight. Um, it's been a fun little podcast and it's always fun to chat with everybody and I want to thank you the listener for joining us on once again the rambling adventures of the soccer rangers um, it's been a while since we've actually had a chance to full, do a full ramble other than last week so it's kind of nice to let out mm -hmm. um, but of course if thank you once again for joining us and if you want to check out our backlog you can always check, out, check us out on iTunes, you can check us out on on Spotify, you can check us out on Stitcher, you can check us out on Google Play, and pretty much any place you can find 90% of all podcasts. Um, in any case, though, um, and if you have any questions, you can give us an email, uh, shoot us an email at soccerrangerspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can also shoot us, uh, try and send us a message on Twitter. We might pick that up eventually. Uh, on Soccer Rangers, or check out our our Instagram, 
Soccer Rangers and our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast and Cosplay Crew. Thank you so much, everyone, and it's a pleasure to see you to have you join us. But we'll see you next time. Good night. <laughs>